Stefan Dupros is the CEO of Africa Data Center. Stefan, it's really good to see you. You're in Paris at the moment and uh, you have a, a really tough lockdown. How are you firstly and how is the situation where you are at the moment in France? I'm fine. Thank you very much. I uh, hope uh, you are well too. Uh, yes, I mean, in France, the, the, the situation is not the best at the moment. Uh, uh, you know, everything related to COVID is, is unfortunately uh, getting worse. Uh, and we are all like everybody else uh, uh, in the world, uh, you know, uh, waiting for a vaccination to, to spread a little bit stronger uh, so that we get to a situation where hopefully, uh, uh, you know, we will be able to uh meet each other uh and i'm obviously you know looking forward to be able to travel to africa as i used to be doing before well it's really good to see you and uh we wish you well and we hope to see you very soon uh when it does settle down um well you know it's been a very interesting time when you look at the uh, flourishing economies and africa hosts many of these flourishing economies we often hear of uh, some of the strongest economies, growing economies situated in Africa, as well as the stagnant ones. And it's been interesting to see how technology has played such an important role during this lockdown period. What is that relationship that you've experienced uh, as the CEO of Africa Data Centers between a mature ICT ecosystem and a, a flourishing economy? Well, as you are, um aware uh, Africa data centers, uh, uh, you know, as, as the largest network of, of data centers over the continent operates in, in, in several countries and uh, uh, is uh, you know, answering requests for other uh, uh, countries to see uh, their digital infrastructure uh, being set up. So uh, we, we, we currently speak to more than enough a dozen countries all over the continent uh, uh, as far as, as putting uh, the foundation of their uh, uh, digital economy uh, being the data center. Uh, and what we are seeing is, is that everywhere, uh, um, you know, that, that consciousness is there. Everywhere uh, uh, leaders uh, understand that not only with data centers and, and digital economy that resides in those data centers, will they be able to make savings on, on, on their uh, uh, government activities, uh, but also they will trigger uh, the creation of, of a, a, a new way of, of doing business uh, uh, that will uh, generate lots of positive things for for the country and, and sometimes uh, uh, simply unlock uh, their country and, and actually also uh, the people uh, living in those countries. So we are, we are really seeing that consciousness uh, absolutely everywhere. Now, Stefan, you, you really raised some very interesting questions over there when you talk about digital transformation and you talk about the economy of these flourishing countries. Um, and you say that the, the data center is the, the foundation of Africa's economic transformation. And you've seen this inc incredible digital transformation taking place over the, uh, over the last uh, year in particular on the continent. How do you give the data center such significance in this uh, uh, economic development and transformation that you're talking about in relation to what you've been talking about? It's quite significant that you've highlighted the data center specifically. 
Wow, uh, that's going to be a hell of an answer. Uh, let me take it step by step. Right. Uh, everywhere in the world, uh, the main, the most precious thing now in terms of business is data. Yeah. And data uh, uh, lives in a data center. Africa represents today about 15% of the, the global population. And yet only 1% of the data center capacity, meaning the capacity for Africa to keep its data on its soil. So what we are seeing here is that uh, you know, we have, in addition to the fact that it's a large population we're having in Africa, it's also both a very young population, so very keen on technology, and also an extremely creative population. Mm -hmm. So, and yet that creativity has not been able to express itself sufficiently, in my view, because there were no infrastructure for the African data to be in Africa. Right. So, you know, typically, let's take a very simple example. You're probably using WhatsApp. Yes. And, and a lot of people are using WhatsApp in Africa as, I mean, everybody around us is using WhatsApp, really. You know, taking videos, you know, showing the, 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 the new baby. So showing the new baby, you, you, you take a little video uh, and you want to send it to the grandmother. Uh, uh, that is in another uh, country in Africa. So you upload your video to a server somewhere, which is in a data center. Right. Well, that data center is not in Africa. It's somewhere in Europe or in the US. So you have, takes time to upload it. And then when the grandmother downloads it to actually watch it on her, her, her phone, the, the same principle applies. So, you know, for WhatsApp, it's a bit annoying. Uh, you know, latency is there. It's a bit annoying, but, you know, it's not the end of the world. When you're talking business, it's a bit different. And, and uh, uh, you know, we, we, it's, it's not uh, a surprise if we have seen uh, the, the actual start, deployment, explosion of the digital transformation in Africa begin with and together with uh, the deployment of cloud capacities uh, from the main, you know, the major uh, uh, cloud providers uh, that are, you know, most of the time international. I'm obviously talking about, you know, the, 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 the Microsoft, uh, uh, the AWS, the Google of this world. They have been the one who have actually triggered that. Uh, uh, because uh, they are a key component of the digital transformation as they allow uh, that creativity I was talking about uh, to express itself as they allow uh, uh, you know, young companies uh, to, 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 to start having a digital infrastructure at an affordable price. They also allow uh, more established companies like banks to, to launch uh, uh, you know, new product, new services that are more easily accessible to their, uh, to the people, 
to their customers. And that capacity of, 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 of cloud capacity is in data centers. So, mm -hmm. in other words, if you wish, uh, uh, the data centers are the, the, the place where uh, uh, that capacity sits. So that's the reason why I'm saying it's the foundation. But it's also the crossroads. Because once that data, our data, is the seats on that foundation, that data needs to be accessible. Uh, if you have a, uh, a shop uh, that you want to create, you're not going to create it at the at you know at, at the end of a, a you know, dead end street. You're going to try <laughs> and, and put it in a place where where multiple roads can come because it is up uh, uh, you know your customers to to actually access your 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 shop. It's the same for data. And uh -huh. data centers are where telecom companies also come to be able to distribute that content. So the data center becomes the foundation. We've seen that. It's also the crossroads where you know, telecom uh, operators meet with each other, interconnect with each other, and actually creating the internet. The internet is nothing else than private networks interconnecting with each other. Guess where they do that? In current mutual data centers like Africa data centers. So basically, you not only do you have, uh, you know, the, the 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 computing capacity that is in one building, but also that building uh, uh, is is connected through, you know, dozens of of roads. It's a roundabout, if you wish, uh, so that that data is accessible to to everyone, considerably reducing latency, and considerably improving the performance of that flow of data wow i mean it's 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 really interesting the way you've put it and it makes complete sense when you talk about the latency and the importance from a business perspective to have the correct latency and the reliability so you must be very encouraged stefan when you look at the likes of huawei and microsoft and aws and i mean there are so many people that are coming into the space of data centers investing billions and billions of dollars on the African continent. I, 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 I'm trying to remember the last time uh, I remember this kind of investment in data centers happening in one specific uh, continent. It's, it's been a while. So it's really encouraging to see uh, over the last 24 months in particular, the big players coming in, investing huge amounts of money. And we're also hearing about many of the other players who are also investing in these data centers. So that infrastructure you've just spoken about is really happening right now. Um, and, and that must be very optimistic uh, for you in terms of talking the dream that you've been talking about, spurring that economic growth and really creating that transformation on the continent. I mean, it's going to have a significant impact. It, it, it really has. Um, you know, we, we uh, the, 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 the names you have mentioned uh, uh, are already in Africa. Yes. And, and, and actually, we are serving them. I, I cannot myself say any names, uh, uh, but uh, uh, 
you know, they're, they're, they're only a few of them are building their own capacity. Most of them come and, 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 and use, uh, uh, you know, third party data centers like ours uh, to, to, to better, uh, you know, improve their, their time to market and, and, and also to meet their own customers. Because, you know, we are, Africa data centers already serve hundreds of enterprise uh, yeah. uh, in Africa. And those, so it, what I'm talking here are, are, you know, corporations, companies, organizations, uh, which have a, 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 an IT infrastructure, servers, uh, uh, and, and that have finally uh, decided to outsource that, take it out of their uh, existing, sometimes obsolete uh, server room or, or, or data centers uh, that they can't afford to maintain or, or uh, you know, revamp, uh, and it doesn't make sense for them to do it anyway. And I've migrated that uh, uh, infrastructural servers into a, 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 a professional data centers whose core business is only that. So uh, uh, we have banks and you know, many I mean, financial services. We are a, a key leader, both in South Africa and in Kenya. Uh, and, and actually, uh, those corporations come for two things. The first one, for three things. The first one is have their digital infrastructure, their servers, in a data center that is more secure than if it was in house, because that's our job. We've been doing that for 20 years, mm-hmm. and we only do that. So it's a focus. You know, we we go to bed every night thinking how we can optimize, and we wake up every morning th- thinking about data centers only. Um, so that's the first thing they come for. The second thing is that once they are in the data center, they realize how much money they save. Because uh, they don't have to, to take care of their uh, server room or data centers anymore. And that is very costly, particularly if you don't have our experience of dealing with it. Also, as I said, you know, in, in data centers like Africa data centers, we, we have dozens, hundreds of uh, telecom operators in the same building. So our customers, when they come, they have direct access to you know, a highly competitive uh, telecom market, paying their uh, connectivity much cheaper than uh, when they are in-house. And they are saving, obviously, a lot of also on, on data center-related staff costs and, and, and all of those things. So you know, it's a huge uh, cost-saving exercise. And the third thing, the reason why they do that is to interconnect with our other customers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, you know, typically banks interconnect with each other. Yes. Uh, bank interconnect with, uh, you know, some special suppliers of theirs for, you know, typically, uh, uh, you know, real-time uh, uh, stock exchange data or, or uh, and, 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 you know, that creates some kind of an ecosystem where uh, you know financial services being uh, under the same roof can talk to each other at a much faster pace and with reduced latency uh, uh, and, and, and that saves time, that saves money and that creates new opportunities. And obviously the other people they want to interconnect with are the cloud providers. And in turn, 
the cloud providers, when they have to choose where they want to locate their own platform, they want to locate it close to their customers. Exactly. And we're, we're global, we're a global, we're a global village. Everything's interconnected today. That's what, you know, data centers are very often seen by people with less experience as, as you know, a warehouse where you put equipment. Yeah. Uh, it's much more than that, much, much more than that. I mean, not all of them are, but the ones who uh, uh, are going to be the more uh, successful and generate, uh, you know, most of the growth are going to be the one who managed to create those ecosystems. And, and that creation of ecosystems creates digital hubs, which in turn help local economies. And that's the reason why, you know, those ecosystems that I am explaining here, uh, we are operating them uh, very successfully and to the benefit of our customers who can interconnect with each other. Uh, uh, in South Africa, in Kenya, we are building uh, currently in, in, in Nigeria. Uh, uh, but what we are seeing is that a lot of countries are talking to us now to say, why don't you come and create uh, uh, that digital hub in our country too? Because yeah. you know, building a data center is already something that you need a lot of experience for. Yes, uh, that's not easy. And you know, I'm seeing plenty of projects all over the continent that are you know, not optimal. Uh, uh, because of lack of experience. But once you've built a data center, comes how do you operate it? And how do you, within its walls, create uh, uh, that ecosystem, that crossroads, that hub that is going to help the countries? And that very few uh, uh, operators uh, focus on that and know how to do it. But Stefan, I mean, you raised some very interesting issues over here because um, you know, there's an explosion of data centers. There's no doubt about it. People think it's lucrative. Many people don't know what they're actually doing. They're in it for the wrong reasons. They don't have the right expertise. When you look at the data, I mean, uh, ADCA and uh, I think it was Talam Analytics have basically said we need 1,000 megawatts, we need 700 data centers just to meet this demand that's happening on the continent. I mean, it's yeah. literally going like this. this it's, it's, it's wonderful to see, but I think that we also need to be realistic of the expectations that we have. And also, of course, the consequences of not meeting the demands that these analytics are presenting to us. And of course, having those data centers in the right geographic locations is also key. So there's a demand, but we need to do it properly, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, one of the first, I mean, what, what we have seen, uh, you know, I'm African, uh, but I was uh, a petit three years ago living in Europe, and I actually still have my, my, my family here. Uh, and, and, you know, when I joined, uh, uh, I, I, I very quickly realized that, you know, it is, I, I hear a lot of people saying there is lack of skills in Africa, and, and that, you know, makes me angry. Uh, of course not. Uh, I mean, who, who who are those people asking those questions? Uh, there's a huge amount of skills in Africa. Uh, I mean, the, the African people are, are as skilled as any other people. What is not there, obviously, is, you know, what I came up with, which is 20 years of experience. So the first thing I did was to bring other people from the US, from Europe, from UK, from Asia, 
to Africa to help with bringing that experience. And we mixed those people with the skills of uh, you know our African uh, uh, team members uh, creating. We you know obviously I I, I have led uh, uh, leading data center uh, uh, operators in, in in Europe for you know 20 years. And when I come here, I'm not replicating what has happened in in, in Europe. That would be a terrible mistake. We are creating the African way. But we do believe that creating the African way means being African for sure. But it also means mixing that uh, uh, you know, African skills and experience with uh, the global experience. And we, we, Africa Data Centers is, is, is actually now a, a global operator, a global company operating in Africa. Right, right. And, and when you want to serve, when you want to serve the international customers, like the cloud operators, those guys want to have the same level of service in Africa than they have everywhere else in the world. Absolutely. It, it is as critical for them as, as, as it is in, in Europe or in the US. Quite right. And so obviously, if you have served them for decades in other countries, you know, and, and you bring that experience to a, 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 you know, an African organization, then you get to a mix uh, uh, that is extremely successful uh, uh, because we can anticipate. Uh, you know, we we and you know we we try and and, and avoid some of the mistakes we've made uh, in, in the early days of the data center industry, and, and you know that that is what we are doing, uh, uh, creating a, a globally compelling. Uh, African way of doing uh, things. And I think that's that's a key in what you've just said there, is that, uh, yes, we are unique geographically, but the service levels and, uh, you know, a cloud center is a cloud center. It operates exactly the same way, and you need to service the customers, and you've got uh, service level agreements to, to, to see there's nothing different about it. So I'm really interesting that you raise those particular points. But when you look at the cloud infrastructure, Stefan, I mean, it's nothing new. I mean, the clouds, you know, changed a little bit over the last uh, few years, and in the last three years in particular, we've seen the cloud maturing, but the cloud is nothing new. But what has spurred this demand on the continent itself? Well, what do you attribute this this spike in demand on the continent? There is a, a, a very strong need in, in the most uh, the mature countries to go to the next step. Uh, I mean, there are, there are some extremely successful large corporations in Africa. Mm -hmm. And, and they've been operating uh, in terms of, you know, their digital tools in a way uh, that is a bit old fashioned, uh, you know, basically because there was a lack of uh, third party data centers and a lack of cloud capacity. And, and they were eager to use uh, uh, those new possibilities to go to the next step of their life as an organization, as a company. So they were really eager to see that. So that's one uh, dimension of it. The other dimension of it is that that capacity has been created in Africa. And, and you know, the large, uh, in particular, cloud operators, uh, uh, it's not that they didn't want to come to Africa, they knew 
that the demand was there, as I've just said. But again, they were not trusting uh, the data center capacity enough to actually start deploying large capacity. And the, the first one uh, to come was, uh, I mean, I can't give the name, but you, you, you will probably know it easily. Uh, the first one came with strong capacity in South Africa. And, and you know, that shows uh, 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 Africa data centers. Uh, and, 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 you know, we delivered uh, uh, capacity uh, for them. Uh, uh, since then, that capacity has more than tripled, by the way. Uh, so it shows that they are meeting success. Uh, and, and, you know, consequently, they are requiring more uh, data center capacity. And that is one of the reasons why every year Africa data centers has doubled its capacity. Wow. Uh, in the and, and we are doing it uh, again this year. Uh, so uh, that's that's very impressive, Stefan. I mean, yeah. the fact that you you doubling is is actually quite amazing. It's a it's extraordinary when you think of the cost and you think of this growth. I mean, congratulations to Africa data centers. I mean, that's that's uh, that's incredible growth. And I and I guess when we when we look at the analytics I mentioned earlier, and you look at this growth, it's not going to slow down. I mean, it's going no. to it's going to get even faster. Uh, and I guess where you've outlined the benefits of the demand, why we need data centers, the importance of where the data centers are, the skills, et cetera. Building a data center, as we mentioned earlier, is, is not an easy thing. Um, can you outline uh, some of the um, challenges that you face as Africa data centers, specific to building data centers on the African continent and how you're overcoming those challenges? Do you, what kind of challenges do you face? It's a very important question. Just you know, trying to link that question to the one before. Uh, uh, one of the, the reasons that has created also that you know, uh, now it's kind of explosion of, of, the, of the, the, the cloud capacity in Africa is that now the cloud providers have identified data center operators of trust that they can rely on to deploy. Uh, challenges are, are, are mainly uh, uh, linked to the fact that uh, uh, you know most of the manufacturer or, or of the key uh, uh, pieces of equipment for a data center uh, uh, are, are do not manufacture in Africa. Can be in the U.S., can be in Europe, can be you know. In Asia, and, and and then you have to 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 have that shipped uh, to 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 wherever you 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 are in Africa. So that adds on to 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 the delays. So typically, due to that, uh, uh, you know, the time it takes to to build a data center, building a data center, building the world is not, you know, the most uh, complicated thing to do. Uh, uh, even though you know it has its own challenges uh, in Africa, like everywhere else in the world. Uh, but the key uh, co component of a data center is the equipment that you put uh, uh, in the world. And, and if those equipment takes you know, longer to come, uh, and sometimes you know, that duration is, is, is increased by you know, time spent at the custom, for example, uh, uh, then that doesn't help. Uh, so dealing with customs uh, uh, in terms of custom costs, 
and as well as in terms of, of, of time uh, uh, for the customs to be cleared is one of the challenges we are we are facing. So what we are trying to do though uh, uh, is is try and, and prefabricate a lot uh, uh, some of those equipment. We're not prefabricating at data centers huh, at all. Uh, uh, but we pre-assemble some of the uh, equipment so that it saves time uh, and we are now also uh, um, starting to have those uh, assembled in Africa as well. And, and creating and in creating uh, job opportunities as well. Uh, I add to that. I mean, uh, that, that, that's a big thing you've just mentioned is that uh, if you can transfer some of the, uh, you know, the, 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 the setup costs to be happening on the continent, I mean that's 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 a really really big win. Oh, you know we we are African. Uh, let, let's be very very clear about that. Uh, uh, we are uh, absolutely African. Uh, we do not operate anywhere else in the world. Uh, and and our you know when I wake up in the morning I have a job, right? But beyond that I have a mission. And that mission is digitizing Africa. Hmm. I love it. I love it. Africa data in Africa and actually bringing it back. And, and, and we can do that because we create the uh, uh, infrastructure for that data to stay here. So, you know, that logic of improving the life of each and every African goes beyond business. Uh, uh, it, it, it is also how what we are doing can help uh, uh, you know local economies and local people having a better life and that starts with jobs no, I, absolutely, uh, I absolutely love that uh, stefan and it's such an important point and well done to your organization for, for having that strong focus in this regard now uh, anecdotally i guess it's you know you know you've been talking about it and i see your eyes lighting up every time you talk about the value that the cloud is going to add to people's lives on this continent. And I mean, when you look at the average man on the street, what, what, is, what does this infrastructure mean to people like myself, to your everyday person that's out there? Um, and I guess the faster internet access is one thing. Having the data stored on African soil is another thing. And I guess it's going to bring big things to uh, you know businesses who are looking at hyperscalers hosting in those African data centers. I mean, the, the, you cannot even begin to try and uh, put it into words and descriptions how important this is and what a difference it's going to make to people's lives and to businesses, right? It's, it's, it's you know, I have always, uh, when I was leading uh, data center operators in Europe and, and you know, me as an African, you know, born in Africa, raised in Africa, I've always told to myself one day, the thing that is going to leapfrog that gap uh, that sometimes we are seeing Africa having on, on the, the, the global economic scene, that gap is going to be bridged by internet and and the digital capacity because let me get back to one thing to add up to what you've just said that i already mentioned earlier 
that African population is incredibly innovative. I mean, they are in Africa services, digital services that are not here in Europe. Uh, everything related to uh, uh, you know, personal banking is hugely developed. Uh, uh, we at Africa Data Centers have uh, 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 digital labs where we help uh, 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 new startups to, to, to develop by you know, helping them uh, having a bit of a uh, you know, infrastructure so that they can start. And we are seeing incredible startups uh, uh, in Africa. So in addition to having a better uh, you know, daily experience with your personal digital tools, in addition to allowing the African, uh, your African suppliers to provide you with more advanced services because there is uh, uh, digital capacity in Africa, it uncorners, uh, unlocks a lot of that uh, uh, creativity that is what is going to, uh, in my view, bridge uh, uh, the gap that Africa uh, uh, sometimes has uh, on, on the international uh, uh, economic competition. Stéphane Dupros, the CEO of Africa Data Centers, uh, you've left me feeling so inspired. Um, and really, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you. And I love your optimism. I love your dream, and it's it's actually not even a dream. You're making this come reality. And when you look at what you have portrayed and the work that Africa Data Centers is doing, uh, there is going to be an economic growth like second to none on this continent. You can actually, you can feel it. You can sense it coming. And it's just wonderful uh, to listen to your optimism and the incredible work that your organization is doing. Thank you for your time. And I look forward to chatting to you in the next 12 months again, when we're going to look back to March of 2021 and we say, you remember last year this happened, this is what's happened this year. And here is the economic growth to prove what we were talking about a year ago. We be wish pleasure, uh, no, as much as it has been a pleasure uh, talking to you today. Thank you very much. Aki. Thank you so much and be safe. And we look forward to seeing you in person uh, once this COVID-19 pandemic settles down. Stefan, thank you for your time. Thank you.